Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. How sweet it is to be loved by you. Guests appear on the Smile Center Hotline, live from the Service Master by Cornerstone Studios, with Jeff Hawkins on today's show, presented by Red River Toyota in Wynn, Arkansas, online at redrivertoyota.com. We're back with the Gabe Coon Show on 92.9 FM ESPN. I needed someone to understand my ups and downs. There you Jeff Calkins is columnist of the Daily Memphian and also host of the Jeff Calkins Show 9 to 11 right here on 92.9 FM ESPN on X at Jeff underscore Calkins. Jeff, what's happening? Uh, well, I'm just reading a piece about how married people are are consistently happier than unmarried people. It really? Just so you know. Yeah, okay. and you're going to be a married people. Yes. So you've got nothing to worry about. Here, let me see. The uh, this, uh, Let me see if I have them right here. So... Oh, well, now I'm, I'm okay. Here we go. So, uh, uh, here we go. <laughs> the, 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 right now there's about 35% percentage points different between unmarried people and married people. So there okay. you go. But as this happens, fewer and fewer people are getting married. So in 1970, only 9% of people 25 to 50 had never gotten married, right? Yep. In 2018, what percent of people do you think have never been married between the ages of 25 and 50? Again, in 1970, it was 9%. They've never been married? Had never, ever been married. Oh, my yeah, gosh. But, and it, between, it, but, but between 25, a lot of people at 25 okay. have been married. Oh, this right? I mean this time around, let's go I mean, is it fifty? Or is it no, low? 35. Okay, 35. okay, okay. I, I overshot. I overshot. I have never been married. But uh but it turns out that even though some people like criticize marriage, like think, Oh my god, it's the old ball and chain or whatever, you know, my life is over. <laughs> married people consistently happier than unmarried people. Okay. So there you go. That's, so that's I dare, what I'm doing today, and I'm bemoaning the wildfires in Maui. Have you been to Maui? I have never been to Maui. Have you? I've been to Maui. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I went to Maui to see Mike Tyson train for the Tyson-Lewis fight in Memphis. That's the only time I went to Maui. I'm, 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 and okay. It was gotcha. sensational. Maui yeah. was fantastic. And now you got wildfires in Maui because drought conditions, drier than it's ever been. 
and they're not prepared for wildfires because who the hell expects wildfires right. on, on, in, in Hawaii? And so you've got high winds and you've got drought and whatever else, and now you've got 16 people dead, I think, is the latest count Damn. from wildfire fires in Maui. So basically I'm just sitting here in my easy chair, and I'm uh, you know, trying to take in the world and understand the complexities of life in 2023. Have you uh, also, for, for my age group, the big, I don't have the stats in front of me, but apparently people that post their significant other on social media less <laughs> are happier than people that post more. Is that true? Have yeah, that's, that? That, that is, that's not, I, I, I don't have the, the, uh, the numbers in front of me, but that is a fact. That is a fact so of what today's is your, world. What is your approach to, first of all, are you on Facebook? I, I'm on Facebook. Okay, person, I scroll so Facebook, but I don't really on post on Facebook. I repost some of the like uh, show clips and everything else, but that's about it. You don't. There's not. Is there a picture of you and your fiance on Facebook? Oh yeah, it's uh, it's all my profile pictures. But we don't okay, really. We don't really. We, if you go on vacation, do you put up a picture of the two of you? On she does. She does. I'm not a big picture does. poster. I'm not like Instagram. None of that. Like it has to be a big event. It has to be a big event. Did Engagement, you, okay, something like that. that, wedding. Did you uh, – have you ever changed your – what does your status say on Facebook? <laughs> yeah, like, I am Facebook official. I am Facebook official. So it says engaged. It says engaged. It says engaged. There is an engaged So, yes, there's in a relationship, then engaged. There is a – okay. Here's one of my, my struggles with this. Um. I, if, if you change your status, do you, I don't want to get congratulated. You know what I mean? So like, like in a relationship. So, so when you change your status, people come it seem to me to be like embarrassing. Like this isn't sixth grade. So can you change your status without getting without like, so it just changes without like everyone getting this notification that, uh, Gabe Kuhn changed his status. Like, and then all of a sudden you're getting congratulations, Gabe. You're in a relationship. That's just great. <laughs> you Good can you, you can choose to not make it public. Mine was public. You can. Well, yes. okay. So we got so, like the we got all the emojis, the hard eye emojis, and everything else. So yeah. I typically I, I like mine says single, and but I'm in a relationship, and I'm, so it is funny though. Like, I <laughs> from the weekend. I posted a photo. It's just funny how the whole damn thing works. I posted a photo of the two of us at a bike race, and that's like people noticed. Like, yep. Oh, there you go. You know, nice to you finally acknowledge that she exists. <laughs> you know, on Facebook. Um, so, but I also, you know, you just don't want to be too damn showy about it all. Yeah. I don't, you know, so, so, but then on if you're not, then you're, you know, then you're like hiding it, and like so. Yeah, so I am uh, very wary though of couples that post everything they do on social media. Like I'm very well, wary. I'm like, how too. happy are you really? Like I, I don't. I mean, you, well, I think it's a hundred. percent The more you have to it. show you're happy, how happy are you? Like that's that's where I'm at with it. I think it is a hundred percent true that <laughs> I don't know what the exact correlation is, but there is a correlation, and it is a reverse correlation between the amount of time you spend on social media and your happiness. <laughs> That is true. I mean, it's, it's absolutely yep. true. We see it all the time right now, particularly. I mean, there's been studies about teenage women and the absolute crisis of depression and suicide and everything else. And 
then people don't even like wonder about it. They say, I think the surgeon general came out and said, listen, this is a problem and it's social media oriented. And so now we like to think that, you know, me at age 61, that I can handle that kind of thing. But, um, but the truth of the matter is I think just generally, I think I mean, this is some mystery. None of us do really do put down our phone, but I think putting down our phone is a smart thing to do. I was talking yep. to my old, my old boss at the CA, Louis Graham, who went from the CA and then he went to work at St. Jude for a long time. And now he's really retired. And I was talking the other day, he said, he said, I have a very different relationship with my phone now. I often don't know where it is. And that's just like the best. I can't, I, I, I get, I get, I hyperventilate if I don't know where my phone is. Yep. You know, I, I have my phone. I don't like taking a single step without my phone because then it's not recorded, you know? So <laughs> like, God darn it. I walked to the mailbox. Do you have an Apple watch? Get you an Apple watch. And get, it get an Apple watch. That's, here's the other problem though. I don't. I really don't like technology because I assume that every, that any, whatever I have, either I won't know how to work it or program it or it will break. So like I thought about, cause I have these two big furry dogs yes. and they shed like crazy. And so it has occurred to me that I should have a Roomba, right? One of those little, I have two. Goes, okay. But see, I know if I have a Roomba, it's going to break, and I'm not going to know how to do it, and it's just going to frustrate me and make me unhappy. Will um, it not? Uh, and then you have to empty it every day, and I won't know how yeah, to empty but, it. Well, you can find, I mean, there's a, there's a button to just click and get the, get the thing out and get the, uh, get the catcher out and put it in the trash. In the I, I am, well, I, I have to believe in the Roomba. If well, I didn't you, have I my mean, Roombas, my house would be filthy. In fact, I took my dogs to get groomed the other day. But yeah, I was driving home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, was taking, yeah, I was driving home to get groomed. Took him to get groomed. And I got a call from the groomer saying, I don't, I, I need to shave them down to the skin. Oh. And my, my dogs are like your dogs. They're like, I wouldn't let her. Yeah, said, no, no, you're not said, supposed to. I said, you can't do that. I said, no. I said, just give them a bath. And she said, no, well, that won't work because they're too, you know, they got to, let's be honest, because they haven't been brushed enough. And so it's not even like. They were like all matted I mean, up. Here's my view though. It's easier to, and I'm, she's a great, she's a great groomer. I'm sure. Whatever else, don't mean to cast. To brush out a 140 pound dog with all that hair can take hours. Yes. To shave it down can take minutes, and that's why that's preferred. That's why that's preferred solution. But I, I thought and you so, like with to me. It's not a solution with with, with the hairy dog. Like, I th- are they double coated? I know my dogs are double coated, so they have like their yeah, undercoat. Yeah, there's a lot. Of, there's like, a lot especially of in the summer, I'm pretty sure you're not supposed to do that because they could get you're sunburned not, easily. Technically, you're not supposed to. Like the Bernese Mountain Dog people that I, you know, they they never shave their dogs. You don't okay. shave their dog. No. So, and it's the same thing with the Great Pyrenees. You're not supposed to shave your Great no. Pyrenees. You're not. Although I, the people so anyway, have made so that mistake. My dogs are furry, but the Roomba works. So I'm maybe yes. I should get a Roomba. Now, you you, you may thing. have you may have some. I mean, if you have hairy enough dogs, the Roomba could get a little jammed. And I mean, but you have to be patient with. Oh them. no, I hear that every day. I've seen talk to people that they they have to open it and get in yes. right into the guts of it and and dehairify the innards of the Roomba. But it's better yeah. than every single day sweeping the house and vacuuming the house yourself. It is amazing when you have dogs that are this furry, like the other day I got some butter out of the fridge and there was like dog hair on the butter. And I don't even want to tell you where else 
hair has been recently. Like it's on the butter. It's just like how did the how did the dog hair get on the butter in the fridge? But there's hair everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, um, so I, I have learned to push through. I hope you have as well. I have, I like, even, if I'm I mean, eating, I, I know that sounds it, but... disgusting, but I have to. <laughs> yeah, if you eat a little hair, whatever, it's, it's the price of having a big furry dog. Yeah, I have right. a nice meal on a plate. I got to see it through, you know? That's 100%. <laughs> but a lot, it would bother other people. There are, I will say, there are people with different temperaments than the two of us who yeah. might yeah, you should see connor shaking by. his head right now connor is just <laughs> beside himself does connor not have a dog does he have a dog connor I don't, you don't have a dog do you connor do you have a dog no what you are you talking about you? Gabe? we've been doing you a do, show you together do, you do. You what do is wrong dog. with you sorry sorry you do have a dog of course yeah, what's wrong with you what dog you what's your dog connor He's a he's a mutt, but he he sure. sheds, but it's not it's not a lot because he's a smaller dog, and I just I have a Roomba too. It vacuums it up. Don't even really notice it too much. Where did I also you have get your dog? Bat. Where did you get your mutt? I applaud you for. I got him. Rest. So I was in. It's a, it's a kind of a weird story. I was in college, and I just kind of I, I was debating whether or not to get a dog. It's that college dog that everybody gets. Right. It was the summer before my senior year of college at the U of M. And I woke up one Sunday and just said I was going to go to PetSmart and see if they had any dogs uh-huh. there. It turned out that PetSmart only does adoptions on the fourth Sunday wow. of a month. And fourth wow. Sunday and a, a Sunday doesn't ha- four Sundays doesn't happen much during a month. So he happened to be there. I walked in and a couple hours later wow. I walked out with a the dog. There you go. I like that. It was fate. Do you like your dog? I love my dog. <laughs> Do you like I love my dog very, very, very much. <laughs> who doesn't like their dog? That's the thing. You know, like occasionally you'll see people who it's awful, heartbreaking. Like they'll abandon their dogs. Like right here at Sea Isle Park. Occasionally there'll be people who like just throw their dogs in the enclosure. I don't really understand that because I don't know anyone who has a dog who doesn't love their dog. Right. Yeah. Well, Memphis, he, that's my dog's name. He was uh, severely abused when I rescued him. They found he was a he was a puppy, a six month old puppy. They found him and his mother and a few more of the puppies underneath a porch. And apparently the guy would just come out and wail on them every day. And uh, yeah, he, he's, he was seems... he's extremely skittish toward men for, for many years, but he's, uh, he's really loosened up yeah. and shown his personality now. That's good. Well, how good dare you? you. <laughs> apologies. I'm, how I'm, dare you big apologize? Of, yeah. <laughs> big apologies anyway. to Connor. Um, now, we, we were talking about relationship statuses on uh, Facebook earlier. Um, I do know that it looks like Stanford, Cal, and SMU and the ACC, they're not going to change their relationship status. They're not going to change their relationship um, Although it, we're, not out of, we're not out of the dark here. It could potentially right. happen. I guess there's still – it seems like there's a majority, like eight to ten presidents that may like that. Um, but it looks like uh, sort of the, the common sense thought process prevailed to a certain extent when it comes to, hey, they're not going to add money to the conference, so why are we adding them? Well, and it is – it's pretty – it's a daunting task when you need 12 or 15 votes, right? So they need 12 or 15 votes, and this isn't, this isn't a slam dunk. It's, I mean, it's interesting. I saw that the uh, Notre Dame AD or president was basically saying when two of the great academic yep. institutions like in the, in the world, like Stanford and Cal, uh, when, they're, when they're just hanging out there, with like that is an indictment of – college athletics and, and of the college athletic system. And to be sure it is. <laughs> you know, yeah, of course it is. It is. Yeah. But having said that, given that we are where we are and given that we know that the only thing matters is value added according to TV, it just doesn't seem, I don't see how you could uh, 
how you could assert that adding Cal, for example, who the hell wants to watch Cal in anything? Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. In particular, like, I mean, whatever. If they're on, maybe I won't change, you know. But no one goes out of their way to watch Cal. Um, and so... Yeah, I, I I would be surprised if they could va- add add the kind of value that would make their that would make it compelling enough that twelve out of fifteen would vote for that. Isn't the only rationalization is hey, strength in numbers, get as many power yeah. conference teams yeah. as you can, so we're in a better spot for the future of football. If people peel off, we have a little more yeah. cushion. Yeah, yeah, that would seem to be the reason. But in the end, that only still is compelling <laughs> if that works for me. If I know I can do it without taking a smaller share of TV money, you know, but like if I can add numbers and, and I still get exactly that, but who knows if TV is even doing that for them. Right. Right. Like if I have to take less money just so I have that, I, I wouldn't do that. I'm already getting less than everybody, you know, than the big 10 and, and, uh, and the sec anyway. So, um, yeah. Plus you're taking, I mean, let's be honest, you're taking the dregs from the big 10, Right. Yeah. I mean, you're taking, and I think the ACC is a press conference. I can see why they don't. I can see why it is not being, why at least as at this point it has not been approved. Now, it's Tuesday that the current members of the ACC, notably Florida State, have until um, if they want to get out for next year, not this coming year, but next year, they have to notify the ACC by Tuesday. So, we will still. For those of you who've really been gripped by this. Uh, Realignment drama, it appears we have at least a few more days of it uh, before the season begins. So you mentioned it a little bit earlier. It was their AD at Notre Dame, Jack Swarbrick, who said, yeah. the notion that the two very two of the very best academic institutions in the world who also play D1 sports could be abandoned in this latest chapter of realignment, it's an indictment of college athletics. I, I, I brought this up earlier. Did you ever think in 2023, and you can think what you want about Notre Dame, but Notre Dame is sort of the, the morality of college athletics and, and, and notably college football at this point. I, I didn't think we'd be at this point. I guess they're the morality because they, and they also, it's a luxury that they've had that they haven't. Yeah. You know, they don't they, have they to can, align. They don't have to. They have a significant enough brand that they don't have to uh, align. And but so they're just not hopping it because big 10 wants them, right? That's, that's the big fish for the big 10. Right. Big 10 would and take them in a second and they're not hopping 100%. at the 80 million. They'll, they'll, they, they would gladly Anyone have the would, flexibility and take 45 right. million. Anyone would take them. That's a hundred percent true. And yes, you're right. It is commendable 
if they are not just taking the most money, they are one of the very few institutions that can say that. That's sad. Bob, we've commented on it a million times. Yes, it's it's pathetic. And it's pathetic. It's pathetic. Listen, you expect Disney or whatever, Apple or General Motors or whoever it is to, to, to do what makes the most money because that's what they are. They're for-profit companies. They're trying to uh, generate growth for their stockholders. They're like, that's literally what they are in business to do. Universities are not in business to make money. <laughs> right. They're nonprofit institutions. Uh, that's, that's the point. They're in business to educate people and to lift up our society. <laughs> and that is the, their mission is not, everyone's like, well, of course they're going to take the money. They're right. not. In, it's like saying. It's like saying. You know what it's just like saying about a church. You know, like well, of course they're gonna whatever if they could sell off three of their parishioners. But what? Like no, they're now they're a church for God's sake. <laughs> no, of course they'll take money. Why? Why would you say that? They're not gonna take. No, they're 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 in they're in they're they're saving souls. They're not in the and and that's what universities are. Universities are supposed to be elevating our minds and improving our society and educating young people and literally there's nothing to do with the money because there's no stockholders it doesn't like whatever so this idea that of course they'll take the money as if they are general motors and have nothing other than a profit motive is kind of crazy so why they then employ people who think that the whole goal is to make money is kind of insane. Yeah, I feel gross for giving Notre Dame credit for. Oh, you're only taking fifty million instead of eighty million. You're 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 super. You're not morally bankrupt like the rest of these fools. Like that just doesn't feel right to me. Yeah. But hey, it is what it is. Um, Phil Mickelson, what'd you make of that story? This guy. I mean, I we knew he had a gambling problem, but he's lost nearly a hundred million in gambling, one billion dollars in bets over the past three decades. 3,154 bets in 2011, nine bets per day. He somehow, I don't even know how this is possible, Jeff, but he placed 43 MLB bets in one day. I mean, live bet, I mean, he had to just be. Jeffrey said that that part, Jeffrey's an active better. He, he said that part was not the least. Like, if you're well, live betting on a Saturday, he's, you know, he, he is <laughs> all the time. 43? So I don't, but like. The There's 12 that, games going on at a time. He bet 43 sign, times. The dollar signs involved, astonishing. Yes. The fact that he may have bet on Ryder the Ryder Cup, Cup unbelievable. Um, I don't know if you saw the story about Gary McCord, that he would like walk onto the green and Gary McCord would be up in the booth broadcasting and they would signal to each other and, have, and literally bet on his putt. On, on his putts, whether he'd make his putts or not. And Gary McCord says, I don't know how many times I've dropped $20 bills out of until TV finally told him like, he couldn't do it. I mean, I just, for me, I have, I don't relate. I certainly have other, uh, I have, I have other uh, weaknesses, but gambling is just not one of them for me. So the idea that a guy who is already has all the, you would think all the excitement and juice that he needs because he is a competitive athlete, right? Like he has competition. He is that, he, 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 you know, every day uh, of his professional life, the idea that he would need all of this other action yep. to feel alive or whatever else he does. Um, I don't, I just don't relate to that at all. Um, but obviously there's, there are people who do. Yeah. Right? There are people who, there are people who, I mean, there's over at the University of Memphis, there's a, there are, you know, professors who study gambling and it is 
every bit the addiction that's highly uh, addictive. Yeah, that the other that the other stuff we know uh, yeah. is. It's hard for me not to relate it to to live golf to a certain extent. You you have to imagine. Oh, 100%. Yeah, I mean that that was that was recouping some level of losses. Although he doesn't seem like a guy who worries about the morality of anything. No, but he, but it, it it feels like. Let's be honest. He has trashed his reputation because of live golf, right? Yep. Like he he, you know, back when he won the Masters, and you know, he, I mean, he he, he was. Belong, isn't, it, really. isn't it strange that he kept it so? I mean, he kept that reputation so clean for all those years while he was yeah, doing I mean, there's this. Some who didn't like him, but there's a lot of people just, just couldn't get enough him. of him. And um, and now, very clearly, his gambling losses drove him to need more money and drove him into the arms of Saudi Arabia. And so there you go. And he sold out. I mean, here we are again. My yep. Theme seems to be money. <laughs> um, and. Uh, and he need, you know, and so he he did what he did, and he he has like whatever legacy matters to someone or not, he has pretty thoroughly trashed his legacy um, as the as the price to be paid for this. Well, me and Connor were talking about this yesterday too. The amount of money conversations we've had to have lately, whether it be realignment or this or that or you know the betting thing with Pin and ESPN, it is tiring, isn't it? I mean, it's gotten tiring. Well, and I don't really think people, I mean, I think some of this is the games will start up soon. Right. So if right now all this realignment was happening and we had NFL games and college football games and whatever else, I think there would be, it would still be a conversation piece, but maybe a little bit less. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think people enjoy it. Like, (laughs) um, I don't, I don't think, I mean, I, I talk about it on my show to some extent, um, because you have to, and because it is important, and all of that. But this isn't why people people didn't get, people didn't start watching sports so they could univers- watch universities, you know, chase dollars. That's not why they did it. So they could see things smashed to bits, so they could see this, so they could see live and 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 the PGA arguing or whatever. They just, you know, if you're a golf fan, you just want to watch the best golfers compete against each other. And so, literally, once again, this just like just like the realignment stuff does nothing for actual fans. And in fact, is counterproductive for actual fans. So too is the live PGA stuff. Mm-hmm. It doesn't, it, it doesn't, it, it, this doesn't help the fan experience. No. We want to see the best golfers compete against each other. And we don't want to hear about, you know, what, what I, I don't really care what the deal is between PG, the PGA and live at this point. I just, you know, you want it to be figured out. And it's out. not relatable to hear a millionaires becoming hundred millionaires for just right. normal person listening to the show. <laughs> yeah, we don't. Yeah, we don't really care. That's exactly <laughs> true. Like, do I really? Yeah, I don't. I don't really care. Whether it, 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 they, they all have gobs of money, and so I, I, I won't necessarily criticize them for taking bigger gobs. I mean, a golfer to me is different than a university. Like yeah. golfers. I could understand why a golfer would take the money. Um, and so um, that's fine. I, you know, I would hope in that situation I might make a different choice, given that I have plenty of money already. But, um, but yes, yeah, none of this. The truth of the matter is we like to. We like to not talk about the money at all. We like to pretend mm-hmm. that they're just playing for the love of the game. And the more that we have to be 
hit over the head with the money, the less appealing the whole thing feels. Yep, I, I, I tend to agree. Now let's end this on a positive note. It's twenty uh, John Morant's twenty fourth birthday. What is yeah. your what's your favorite John Morant moment? Four years. Oh, I don't know the answer to that. Oh, a lot of them. Sorry, sorry. There's a lot of moments. There's a okay. lot of mo- I don't I don't have a favorite John Morant moment. Um, no, I do not have a favorite okay. moment. Um, okay. I mean. Yeah, you know any of the dunks? I, what, what, do you, have you each identified your? I I, I went. I well, I'm gonna I'm gonna I don't want to I don't want to spoil it. But I, let's I, you Golden, know there's Golden State. Golden State. Yeah, they had 18 then, fourth quarter he, points, high, playoff career and high. Then he, and then he wouldn't. That, yeah, I don't think it was actually that game where he. I mean, I like the game where he he hit a big shot against the Golden State and then refused to sign the jersey or to slap hands or something or congratulate <laughs> yeah, the kid in the Golden right. State jersey. And then we had and the then, then we had the jersey swap. And then they tr- yeah, and then we had the jersey swap and that was beautiful. a more innocent time. Like that was great. Um so uh that was a pretty that was a pretty spectacular moment. The great thing about Ja is literally unlike any other player, and a lot of great things about Ja is it feels like every game there's a you know it, 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 it feels like every game there is something as spectacular as any other Grizzly has ever done, right? Yep. I mean, it's just – and that's why I think his path back is – I don't say easy because I don't think it's necessarily easy to conquer the off-the-court stuff that he has to conquer. But once he does that, his path back is easy because he is such an incandescent player mm-hmm. that he just has to be himself. Yep. No question. Well, Jeff, appreciate it, man. We'll do it again tomorrow. Yes, sir. That's Jeff Calkins at Jeff underscore Calkins on X. Daily Memphian columnist. Find all of his work, dailymemphian.com. And he is uh, 9 to 11 right here with the Jeff Calkins Show, 92.9 FM ESPN. Now, we have a couple of preseason games going on tonight. One will be kicked off here in about 30 minutes. Texans at Patriots. And there is a rookie quarterback that was picked number two overall. It's going to get his first little bit of NFL playing time. That would be C.J. Stroud. I'll tell you what to expect from him on the other side right here on the Gabe Coon Show, 92.9 FM ESPN. Guests appear on the Smile Center Hotline. Now back to the Gabe Coon Show, live from the Service Master by Cornerstone Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. Couple of NFL preseason games tonight, first of which will be the Texans at the Pats. And then at 9 p.m., both uh, both of the games will be on NFL Network. 9 p.m. will be Vikings at Seahawks. But Texans at Patriots is the one we're watching tonight because none other than the second overall pick, C.J. Stroud, will get his first chance under center for the Texans. Um, and this is going to be an interesting thing to watch. Um, something I, I got to thinking about when sort of seeing this game and uh, realizing that C.J. Stroud was going to get his first moments uh, on an NFL in an NFL re- or game, in an NFL game in general, is he most definitely, and this is not unlike Tua Tagovailoa, well, not now at this point, this is not unlike Mac Jones, for example, but he most definitely had more talent at wide receiver in college than he's going to have his first year in the NFL. Right, yeah, for sure. Marvin Harrison Jr., Ameka Ibuka, Garrett Wilson at a point. Jamison Williams was in the uh, wide receiver room at one point when he was at Ohio State. He's going from all of that 
to Nico Collins and John Mechie. And I hope it works out for John Mechie. John Mechie was a great talent at Alabama coming off leukemia. I'm not trying to down, but when, when you look at the, the massive talent disparity from wide receiver in college to wide receiver in the NFL, he's going to have to work some things out. He's going to have to throw into tighter windows, and he's going to have to try to spread the ball around to different names, whereas in college he was throwing to wide open guys consistently. But what I say with all of these quarterbacks, especially in the preseason, it's about operating the offense, keeping them on pace, and showing confidence. And I think C.J. Stroud has the ability to do that. I'm glad the Texans' cooler heads prevailed. I'm glad they took him at number two. They needed a quarterback for the future. You couldn't go into the future with Davis Davis Mills. That was never going to happen. C.J. Stroud seems like a guy who can really uh, potentially get them on a trajectory to at least being serviceable in the AFC South. But there's some things he's going to have to learn along the way. I thought he was great at Ohio State. Um, But tonight, just want to see him show some confidence, run that offense, and be able to check out of plays if he needs to, um, get to run plays, um, audible, find ways to to keep that offense on pace. I, I think he has the ability to do that, but this is his first chance tonight. Yeah, take care of the football, too. Just take care of the football tonight. I, I do want to ask you, because it's been reported throughout training camp with the Texans that there was a quarterback competition between Mills and, and Stroud, and, and but recently that Stroud's been getting the first-team reps. Do you think that him getting the start tonight is, shows that the Texans are leaning towards starting him week one, or do you think it's just preseason, game one, let's see what we got this kid? I think they've always been leaning towards starting him week one, just a trick of the trade here. Davis Mills, they know what they have in Davis Mills. Davis Mills is a serviceable, back, serviceable backup in this league for years to come. But you never want to have him as a starting quarterback in this league. You don't want to have him run the show for you. He's not a franchise-caliber quarterback. He's had his moments, and he's not a bad bad guy to have as a backup. But C.J. Stroud is a number 2 pick overall. As a guy who in college, uh, contrary to what we were talking about earlier with Anthony Richardson, he was very productive passing the ball. Very good, won a lot of games. Now, you could attribute that to his uh, wide receiver play and, and what he was able to do and spreading the ball around, but I think this is a guy who week one ought to be the starter. He's, he's shown the ability to be able to throw the ball. But I, I will say this, that Ohio State curse always is, is something in the back of your mind, isn't it, with an Ohio State quarterback. I think Justin Fields is doing his due diligence and trying to beat that, although he is still 5-20 and 20 as a quarterback. I expect a bigger year from him, but he is 5-20 and 20 as a quarterback. C.J. Stroud... And this Texans team, I know he's not in a great situation right now, but I think he can lift the, lift the, uh, lift them up. Damian Pierce was really good in year one as a running back, thousand yard guy. I think they have a chance. They have a really good offensive line. Defensively, they have a lot of different issues, uh, but they have some young guys there and Jalen Petrie and Derek Stingley Jr. who can potentially bring them along. But it's going to start with that quarterback position. What can they get out of C.J. Stroud, and then they can build off of that. Since 2011, 17 quarterbacks have been selected in the top five. Do you know how many have started week one? 20, how many? Since 2011, 17 quarterbacks have been selected in the top five. Started week one, I'm going to go with 16 of the 17. 11. Really? Lower than that. That's very interesting. That's very interesting. Top five quarterbacks don't get a whole lot of time to, to be in the oven anymore. But C.J. Stroud seems like a guy... At number two overall with a, a quarterback room where you're beating out Davis Mills to be the starter. It seems like he's a guy week one that needs to be out there. The other game, Vikings at Seahawks. Um, Vikings are coming off a year 13-4, and four, and they're actually 
in a position now, having got rid of Dalvin Cook, made some other roster adjustments <clears throat> around the edges this year, they're in a position where they're not favored to win the NFC North. And I, I agree with it. The Lions have really shown their worth. Jameson Williams or Jameson Williams will be out for six games, but they still have Amon Ross, St. Brown, Jared Goff's been good. They have a top five offensive line. Their defense needs to come along. Aiden Hutchinson's going to have to show his worth in year two. Although year one, he was a monster in a lot of ways. He even had three picks, which is just a, a strange stat from a defensive end, an edge rusher like him. Um, so I understand it, but the Vikings, I. I I still feel like the floor for them is nine, ten wins. Kirk Cousins is serviceable. Justin Jefferson is the best wide receiver in the NFL right now. Caught for 1,600 yards, 18 touchdowns. I don't see how the Vikings are thought of as, as, a, as a lower, not a lower level team, but not, not, they're, they're a top five, six, seven team there in the NFC. And, and I, I don't understand why they're not getting as much love um, as they should in the, in the early part early going of the offseason. And I, I sort of look at uh, I sort of look at Kirk Cousins. It's just the view of him around the NFL is so strange. He's been consistent for years, but no one expects him to really do anything year to year. No one expects him to be who he has been for the past seven, eight years in the NFL. But he's going to put out a, a genuinely winning formula. He doesn't turn the ball over a crazy amount. He spreads the ball around to his wide receivers, turns around, hands the ball off, keeps the offense on uh, on schedule, and, and is a really smart, heady quarterback. So I, I expect a fair amount out of the Vikings. 9-10 win floor seems realistic. Now, the Seahawks are an interesting one, aren't they? That wide receiver core, I cannot get over what they have. DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, sort of in the, in the wake of his career. I mean, he's, he's getting there toward the end of his career. But Jackson Smith and Jigba. That wide receiver core, Geno Smith needs to be thanking his lucky stars that he got into a situation and a second chance like this. Do you think that Geno can replicate his kind of magic season from last year? I don't see why not, right? I mean, I, I have no reason to believe he can't. And now, that, maybe not at that same level, Pro Bowl level. Um, there may be other guys that pass him up, but with the amount of wide receiver talent he has... He should be able to light the world on fire again. He should be great. Have you seen that clip going around on Twitter of the pass that he threw last season? Um, oh, the, t- the Tyler Lockett. That was unreal. Because can, well, they, but let me say this. Unbelievable throw. So that was the most arrogant throw of last year. <laughs> that yes, was so arrogant. Fair. But it's just when Double you coverage. See it, he had a safety over top and a corner trailing barely Tyler Lockett. And then another corner who was on another route. Coverage. Coming, it was in triple coverage. He dropped it in a bucket. <laughs> it was, it's incredible. It's an incredible It was the throw. most arrogant throw last year. I'm not sure he year. did it on purpose, but hey, hey man, but, it looks but, cool. But Gino has to be thinking. I mean, he got, his, he got his contract, got his second chance, and now he has arguably the best wide receiver core in the NFL. Yeah. And I, I, I mean – you have rookie talent, you have an older talent, you have a middle ground talent there with, with DK Metcalf and, and him sort of in his mid-20s. Like, you have everything you need to go replicate the stats from last year. I understand that that's hard because now the film's out on you and, and, and your, your route concepts and what you're going to want to run, but those guys are going to create space and they're going to catch balls. I really, I really hope that he has another good season. It was one of the best stories of last year. I do want to jump back to the Vikings real quick, though. I want to ask... What do you expect out of Jordan Addison this year from USC? Because I feel like he could kind of potentially be 
kind of a, you know, high-usage wide receiver. He's Justin Jefferson. He'll be the number two. I feel like he's going to get a lot of looks because the attention's going to be on Jefferson. I think he'll have he'll get a lot of looks. Um, but I'm, I'm curious, based on the reports from camp, he's still trying to learn the playbook. And at this oh, point in, the, in camp, you, you really have to, you have to come along and start to understand those things. Um, but I, I, I expect, you know, decent results from him. He's a guy who's a really good route runner. He, he genuinely, I mean, he, he was in two systems in college, in USC and Pitt, very comfortable, won the Bolitnikoff at Pitt. He, he, has, he has some natural ability, but he's not the guy who's just going to light you on fire with speed. He's not the guy that's the best route runner in the NFL. He, he's got a lot of above-average talents that he's going to have to work on in, in an NFL system and learn you know, route concepts and if it's man or zone coverage, what do I do? Um, do I sit down in this situation? Do I break it off in this situation? I, I think Jordan Addison will be solid, but again, all those targets are going to Justin Jefferson. Kirk Cousins knows, knows where his bread is buttered, and, and Kirk, I would imagine Justin Jefferson's going to have another year like he did last year. I'm going to drop that into my fantasy football draft notes. Thank you. Yeah, but no, Jordan, Jordan Addison should be solid. He should be solid because, I mean, you're dealing with K.J. Osborne and some other guys that you sort of have to beat out for targets. I think he can beat those guys out for targets, but you're never— Hawkinson might have a sneaky— you're, you're, Yeah, Good you're not going to take away the targets that were intended for Justin Jefferson in a big way. He's going to get an insane amount, up above 150 this year. The and that's crumbs just what of Jefferson, is. though. Yeah, the not, crumbs not of Jefferson. <laughs> yes, not no, bad. it'll be all right. It'll be all right. Now, small talk is on the way, and there's a woman named Tiffany Gomas that you all know. You may, you may not know her by name. But she's finally spoken up. She was taking a flight from DFW to Orlando, and she made the whole flight deplane, basically. 170 people deplane because she didn't believe that a person on the flight was real. She said, that MFR is not real. But she's spoken up, so we'll tell you what she said on the other side in Small Talk right here on 92.9 FM ESPN. Here on 92.9, we talk ball every weekday from 4 till 7 p.m. Except right now. It's time for Big Man Small Talk on 92.9's Gabe Kuhn Show. And Small Talk is presented by the Memphis Touchdown Club. Their eight-part speaker series has been announced for this fall. Hilton Memphis is where all, they, all of them will be held. Make sure if you want tickets, you want information, go to memphistdclub.com. Now, Tiffany Gomas, you may not know the name, but... She is the woman who's gone viral for, on a plane, basically claiming someone on the plane was not real. Now, she, uh, I, the, the, full, uh, uh, the full quote is, there's a reason I'm getting the F off and everyone can either believe it or they cannot believe it. I don't give two Fs, but I'm telling you right now, that MFer back there is not real. And you can sit on this plane and you can effing die with them or not. I'm not going to. So she made everybody deplane because she thought someone on the plane was not real, ultimately. Now, she has finally spoken up after, uh, after this flight that she did not take from DFW to Orlando. And uh, she says that her life has been blown up, Connor. She says her life has been blown up. She said it's frightening. Things go viral and everything changes. No one knows anyone else's story and no one should judge. No one knows what it's like. That's the end of her quote. Do we feel bad for her? Do you feel bad for Tiffany Gomez? I don't think so. I don't know. I know if somebody made confu- me deep plane, be, I wouldn't feel bad. I'm going to be completely honest. I'm very confused by this story. What's the real story that happened? Was there an was there she a does, person? She, 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 uh, there was there was somebody. I mean, somebody. She thought somebody wasn't real. 
I'm so he confused. Said I don't like, get it either. Where, I don't I'm just, get it either. I'm so confused by the entire story, to be honest. I, I This is one of those internet stories where I felt like I just, I bowed out. I was like, this is too weird for me. I, I don't, I couldn't follow the timeline of what was happening. The memes almost happened too fast and it overtook what the actual story was. So I've always been confused about that. It only makes me think of the Twilight Zone. The movie. Yeah, yeah. That's the only thing I can think of is that there's a gremlin on the, on the wing. That's all I can think of. What about, what was it? A uh, uh, bridesmaids. There's a colonial man standing <laughs> on the wing of the plane. But no, I, 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 don't, I don't know what to think about this woman. If you make me deplane, I don't know if I'm a big fan of you ever. I don't know if I can get over that. I'm not. I, I, don't, I don't think I, I feel don't, bad for. I don't. I mean, she's probably pretty inebriated. I, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming we're spitballing here. There's probably some inebriation going on. Listen, they fill up at those airplane airport bars. They'll hit you. They'll hit you. They'll fill it up. I mean, is, is airport beer the best beer? The best beer. Is it the best beer? I don't know if airport beer beer is the best beer. Airport mimosa. Airport mimosa. Dude, but that's those morning. Hit. If you have a but if you have a night. It's not. It's not in good taste to get a mimosa at night. Like if you have a night flight, or even like afternoon <laughs> flight, you're not getting a mimosa. <laughs> not what I said. <laughs> I, I didn't say. I didn't say that was my plan. I, and honestly, when, when it comes to mimosa, I usually go the screwdriver route. If I'm gonna, if I, I usually go the screwdriver route. I don't know about you. Honestly, if I if I see somebody crushing a mimosa at night before getting on a plane, I'm like, yeah, that, person's, <laughs> yeah, that, person's, that person's going through some stuff. <laughs> But I would imagine she probably had a belly full of some alcohol. But Maybe. At the same time, I still want to know. She has not let us know why she didn't think. What did she see? I, exactly. I want to know. Although, I, I mean, there could have been a lot of things. It, 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 she may not remember the full entirety of, like, of what happened, of what she actually did see. Maybe that's part of it, why she has not let us know the details. Maybe she, didn't, she doesn't remember. She doesn't recall. That that's where I'm. That's why I don't know how to feel about the situation. Because like, was she being racist? Was she? Being, I don't understand what was happening. Wh- why she was saying there was no person back there? It, it's an invisible person. I, I'm confused about the entire thing. It's just such a now, such a weird situation. This is where I situation. do feel bad for. Her. She said there were people staking out her neighbors, going through her mail as well. That's odd. And uh, she was consulted. She had to consult with a lawyer before adding. There's so much of what's out there that's inaccurate. If there's so much out there that's inaccurate, you need to let the situation be known like we're talking about. You need to let us know what <laughs> what transpired on that damn flight. And we didn't even know her name for like a month after this whole thing. There were Some people were saying that she disappeared. Really? Yeah, I don't know. That's why it's been very difficult to follow. So, and because the alien thing came out, too, around the same time. So I feel like I was just I got I got pulled to the alien story more than the the plane story. Yeah, I, I, there's some part of me that feels bad, but if I was on that flight and she made me deplane, I would not feel bad for her. I have I me. I have uh, zero respect for people that do that. I am like a fuss plane, plane etiquette is major for me. If you if you break people have plane people, etiquette, it's lost on you're people, dead though. to me. You're dead to me. If you if you break it, you're dead to me. I. What's worse for well, the worst thing for me is if I'm sitting in just a regular seat and people lean back on me. I am six four, three hundred pounds. Please don't lean back. I, I don't lean back on people. I really don't. And my my headrest. I'm I'm not comfortable on planes leaning back on my knees. That's just that's not good etiquette. Wear socks, people, please. Oh, good. Wear shoes. <laughs> Cover those. You know what I up, meant, man. though. You know what I meant. Yeah, but I don't want to spell your feet. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. Now, uh, uh, plenty more to come on the show. Uh, we'll hop into the Blitz, and we'll talk about our favorite Ja Morant moments because it is his 24th birthday. But coming up next, have some co- uh, have some uh, college basketball to talk, some Tiger basketball, 
in uh, in response to the Dominican Republic trip. We'll talk with Parth Upadhyay from the Daily Memphian. He's next on the Gabe Kuhn Show, 92.9 FM ESPN. WMFS FM and HD1 Bartlett. WMFS Memphis celebrating a legacy of sports as the flagship home of the Memphis Grizzlies and Tigers Talk. Always live on the Odyssey app and on smart speakers say play 92.9 ESPN. Every business seeks an advantage, whether it's having the best location, hiring top talent, or spotting trends before they happen. And now, the United States Postal Service can give your business a new advantage. Introducing USPS Ground Advantage. Reliable and affordable two- to five-day package shipping. It's the advantage you need at the price you want. Get the Ground Advantage at USPS.com advantage. The United States Postal Service. Delivering for America. Watch parties aren't what they used to be. Welcome to today's matinee. Ever since we got Xfinity, my little sister and her friends can easily stream all their favorite stuff. We'll start with two episodes of Top Chef, then Chopped. When I was a kid, we'd worry about buffering. Now they just worry about what's on the charcuterie board. Enjoy these fine meats and cheeses. Mm. These are just cut up hot dogs and spray cheese. Indeed. The best way to stream your favorites is on the Xfinity 10G network. Introducing the best value in live TV and streaming on the best network with Xfinity Internet and Now TV. Now through August 28th, get internet on the Xfinity 10G network for $30 a month for 12 months with no annual contract. Plus, add Now TV with Peacock Premium, a $5.99 a month value included at no extra cost for just $20 a month. Switch today. Requires paperless billing and auto pay with stored bank account. Restrictions apply. Now TV requires Xfinity Internet. Equipment, taxes, and fees extra. After promo, regular rates apply. Actual speeds vary. Stream Top Chef on Peacock. We're going abroad for the first time in years to Spain. But we don't speak Spanish. So we started using Babbel. And started learning Spanish fast. With Babbel, you can start having conversations in another language in just three weeks. Babbel's conversational method teaches you real-life words and phrases. And with Babbel's interactive bite-sized lessons, you'll remember what you learned. ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿De dónde eres? ¿De dónde eres? When you learn a language, you want to actually use it. Babbel is designed with that goal in mind. In just three weeks, we're starting to have conversations in Spanish. Estoy muy emocionado para ir a España contigo. Aww, he just said, I'm very excited to go to Spain with you. Vamos a tener mucha diversión. And that means we're going to have so much fun. <laughs> sí. Gracias, Babbel. Babbel, language for life. Celebrating 10 million subscriptions sold. Now try Babbel for free at Babbel.com. Just go to Babbel.com and start learning a new language today. That's Babbel.com. B-A-B-B-E-L. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.